Hi everybody, Pastor Worth here. Welcome to West Seattle Christian Church Online. For those of you who are new, I am glad that you found us and a warm welcome to all you regulars. This is the second Sunday of Lent and before we go any further, I just want to give a big shout out about a couple of pieces of news. And the first is pretty exciting. In case you've been wondering, our leadership team has decided that we will be holding uh, Easter services on Easter Sunday, April 4th, which is only about a month away. Yeah, you heard that right. We will be holding Easter services in person and possibly Easter services uh, instead of one service uh, if one service is not enough to accommodate everyone in our space. Uh, we will be following all of the COVID guidelines uh, for our region for gathering in our space, including social distancing, sanitation stations, uh, bathroom limitations, and you probably expected this, but you must wear a mask. We will also have uh, prepackaged individual communion servings that you can pick up on your way into our building, and we will give you further instructions as the date comes closer. But um, uh, suffice it to say, safety and caring for others' health and well-being is paramount to us. So if you don't feel like you can participate in person, whether you're in a high-risk category or for some other reason, rest assured that you can join in by watching the message online. All right, the second announcement is about the Alpha Course. And to give you a little bit of information about what that is, why don't you take a look? Deep inside, we know that it'll cost us something to open up our lives and share our faith. It takes time, vulnerability, sacrifice, the risk of rejection. But this is our call, to open our lives and to share Christ with the people close to us. Because it's only through opening your life up that spaces for honest conversations are possible. That's why we're running Alpha. It's a course over several weeks where you can invite your friends to explore life's biggest questions over a meal. It's a chance for you to invite that person into an honest conversation about faith. Alpha, who will you invite? I'm going to be hosting the Alpha course on Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Uh, starting on Tuesday, April 6th. It's about a 10-week journey uh, talking about the most important questions of life. So if you're exploring what the Christian faith is all about, or if you're new to this journey of faith, I'd like to invite you to join me uh, for that course. We'd love to have you. It just takes two seconds to sign up. We'll put the link, link in the show notes below here on YouTube, as well as online and in our app. Uh, last year, there were over a million people from over 100 countries around the world who participated in Alpha, so there must be something good going on, and we hope that you can join us. For those of you who are already a part of our church, who've been walking in your faith journey for years, I would love for you to consider who you could invite to join us for Alpha. Maybe it's someone you've been praying for who's exploring faith, uh, and asking the big questions of life, maybe somebody at work in your neighborhood, your family, something like that, we would love to have them. So you could just send them the link and invite them to join us online in a few weeks. Um, the, the, the great thing is that anyone can join from anywhere. And so uh, that's, that's Alpha. So 
If you are new with us looking for a church home or you just moved to West Seattle or the West Seattle area and you're looking for a tighter knit tribe to be a part of, look no further than our kinfolk groups. These are small groups of families and singles and are, they're intergenerational and age specific as well that are in our church that are looking for, if you're looking for fellowship and connection and looking to grow spiritually, um, they often uh, serve the wider community together as well. So check out our Kinfolk group page at westseattlechristian.church slash groups for all the details and you can sign up on there as well. And for those of you who caught that line a few minutes ago where I said we had a church app, yes, I did say that. Uh, you can find our church app in all of the applicable uh, device stores. So you can find it in the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, the Amazon App Store as well. So go grab that, download it, and you will be instantly up to date on everything going on in our church community, as well as you're going to have access to all of our messages, managing uh, online giving, and signing up for any number of classes that we have, like newcomers class or baptism class or our kinfolk groups and Alpha that we just talked about. So that's that. All right. Now, last week, we're going we're gonna to dive into our message time now. Last week, we kicked off our new series called Reset. Uh, and we began by setting the stage, talking about the desire uh, for do-overs in our lives, for resetting the parts of our lives where we know uh, some things are out of place. And we started this series purposely in this season of Lent as we approach Easter. And by the way, if you don't know what Lent is, there's a blog post in the blog on our website about Lent resources that explains a little bit more about that. You can go grab that right now and, um, and, and check out all, the, all that it says and everything it has to offer because there's a lot of good things on there. So we started this series purposely in the season of Lent as we approach Easter where we are looking at what matters most in our lives in light of Jesus's life and his death and resurrection on the cross. And last week we started off by examining our desire to be noticed versus having a deeper and more meaningful relationship with God that gets right at the heart of what defines us, uh, others following us or us following God. And we ended up that, that we, we concluded that, that message by showing this Venn diagram. And if you didn't hear that message, I encourage you to go back and spend 15 minutes to get caught up to speed on what we're talking about here. And just like last week, I hope that you stick around until the end. We'll give you another helpful visual that will help illustrate the main point we're focusing on today. This week, we're talking about another primal and ancient attribute slash skill set that the early church had that we today, as a culture in America, have clearly become divorced and separated from, and that is this. It's the idea of community, and this word gets thrown around a lot, but what I mean by community is being with a tribe of other people who have your back and who want what is best for you, a tribe that is intent on defining themselves by who they follow and how specifically they comport themselves as a group, the way they act and the way they behave as a group, not just as individuals. Now, my family loves watching uh, survival shows together. I'm sure there's a few others of you out there who, who like those as well. And one of our favorites is Bear Grylls Survival School. And if you don't know who Bear Grylls is, it's probably worth a Google, but uh, what I want you to know about him is that he is a devout follower of Jesus. And even though he never mentions Jesus in his shows, and there's quite a few of his shows out there to watch, the skill sets 
that he is teaching are, are embedded with Jesus's ethic and they're toward living a life uh, really well. And so in Survivor School, this show, he takes teenagers from across Britain and he takes them out in the wilderness to survive for two weeks on their own as a group. Here's a clip. What happened in last night's survival exercise in many ways is no surprise. As we've got more advanced, life has become easier and we've lost a lot of those ancient survival skills that our ancestors took for granted. So what we're going to do with these young people over the next 12 days, we're going to be teaching them everything they need to survive. But not just to survive when it's all sunny and easy, we're going to teach them how to survive when they're tired, they're cold, they're beaten up, they're fatigued, they're hungry. Can they do it then against the odds? The reason I want you to see that is when he talks about this ancient skill set that we used to all have as humans to help us survive, that, and that his show exists to highlight how we have to relearn that stuff, uh, that, I want you to see that that, is how, that that applies to following Jesus as well. The church over the centuries has kind of gotten off course and has neglected to teach the basics so that not only can we survive as followers of Jesus, but thrive by sharing Jesus's ancient skill set for life with each other and with others. And, and we can become skillful at it. We can become experts at it. So let's take a look at some scripture that will highlight this for us and maybe help us see God's desire for us to be together as a new kind of tribe, a new kind of family in this world, just a little bit more fully. And this passage of scripture picks up where we left off last week when Jesus was saying to his disciples, pray in secret. Uh, what you do alone matters most. Don't be a show off. Don't try to get noticed. You are defined by who you follow, not by who follows you. And he follows that up with how exactly we should communicate and interact with God. You've probably heard this before because in truth, it's probably the most well-known passage of scripture in the Bible. It's called the Lord's Prayer. And it starts in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. And this is what it says. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So there is a lot to say about this prayer. It is much, much deeper than it looks on the surface. But the one thing I want to illuminate for you today is something Jesus knew about us as humans thousands of years ago that we tend to selectively forget these days. And that is that we are meant to be together. And that might go without saying in this time of COVID, but we want to draw this out a little bit. Specifically, I want to draw your attention to one simple word at the very beginning of Jesus's prayer, and it is the word our. Jesus teaches us to pray by calling God our Father. And if you take the examination further, you will not find some other words in this prayer at all. You will not find the words I or me or mine or my in this prayer. In other words, even though Jesus just said prior to this prayer, don't showboat your prayers in front of others. Don't act a certain way so that you'll get noticed. When he gives this prayer to us, he is basically saying the Lord's prayer is not private. It's not something to do alone. 
The, the only pronouns you find in the Lord's Prayer are our and us. Now, as modern Western world people, as Americans specifically, our very culture is founded on individualism. Check out this clip from the Avengers. It's so easy to see when you look at our culture of entertainment, for example, nearly all of our hero movies are about one individual. And even when we have hero movies where there is a team, those team members are constantly bickering and dealing with infighting. It's jokingly done some of the time, but other times they are violently battling each other. Not stopping. Neither are we. We are so entrenched in a culture of me and mine that it is deceptively easy to skip over what Jesus is getting at here. Jesus assumes that we are a connected people, a connected group, a tribe redefined and shaped by God. But in our minds today, we think in terms of independence and that independence is like the top of the mountain peak when it comes to freedom. And this is why 4th of July is called Independence Day, by the way. But let me be very clear. This value of independence and freedom in the way that we think about it as Western American culture today, this is not a value that Jesus ever taught. He is saying that God's purpose and intention and that Jesus taught in this prayer is that if we call ourselves followers of God, Christians, then we are connected together to each other forever. This prayer is a family prayer, our family prayer. It transcends all boundaries and borders. It unites all cultures and generations and ethnicities and nations. It binds us together. Jesus is saying that prayer, Christian prayer, even if you do it alone, is not really ever private in one sense because God intended for it to be done with each other. And to take it even further, Christians are really uh, not even Christians when they're alone. In fact, the Bible never refers to Christian in the singular. It always refers to Christians in the plural. And I know this is hard as we're separated because of COVID in so many ways, which it just makes this teaching more poignant and timely. But we can know that when we pray, whether out loud or silently, whether together or apart, Jesus says we are communing together when we pray, especially in this prayer. When we do so, especially when we recite this Lord's Prayer, uh, even when we're apart, it's like we're doing it together. So I want to give you this word picture to focus on as we practice this prayer today. Think about this visual and recite the Lord's Prayer with me as you do. And when the words our and us cross your lips, try to bring the people and faces of your brothers and sisters in Christ into your heart and mind as you pray. And remember that, that we are all a part of the same family because we have the same Father in heaven. Your communion with Him cannot be divided or separated from your communion with your brothers and sisters in Christ. So let's pray this prayer together now. And, and we will let this be our blessing and our benediction as we, as we end today.
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Grace and peace to you all.